0: This is a tough passage because uh, it talks to me like I don't like to be talked to. Uh, you don't have to like everything the Bible says for it to be true. When's the last time you changed your mind about anything? You know, we, we want to bring to the Bible what we want it to say. And when you read a passage like this... Uh, you know, why don't you just keep your finger here, and I'll show you how Peter is in harmony with Jesus. Look at Luke 6. Luke 6, Now let's pick up uh, verse uh, 27, and then we'll go to the first Peter passage. Now, this is Jesus speaking. He said the same thing in Matthew 5 in the Sermon on the Mount, and listen to what he says. But to you who are listening, I say, get even with your enemies. (laughs) See, under the law, it was eye for an eye. You always got even. And that was a restraint, because in the Near East, everything was blood revenge. I mean, if you you cut my hand off, I kill you. Uh, The law restricted it by saying... Don't do any more damage than was done to you. If they took your hand, you take their hand. They took your eye. And that was restraint. That That was restraint. But now, here he's saying, love your enemies. Do good to those who give you gifts. I mean, who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray about those who mistreat you. Oh yeah, I'll pray. (laughs) If someone slaps you on one cheek, turn to them the other also. If someone takes your coat, do not withhold your shirt from them. Give to everyone who asks you And if anyone takes what belongs to you Do not demand it back Do to others As you would have them do to you If you love those who love you And isn't that the way most of us operate We think we're doing good To love those who love us Uh, What credit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who are good to you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do that. And if you lend to those from whom you expect repayment, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners expecting to be repaid in full. I don't want my children to read this. But love your enemies. Do good to them. And lend to them. Without expecting to get anything back. Boy, I just hope my enemies don't read this verse. (laughs) Then your reward will be great. And you will be children of the Most High. Because He is kind, God, to the ungrateful and wicked be merciful just as your father is merciful in Matthew he said be perfect as your father's imperfect here he qualifies the perfection the perfection he wants is be as mature as God and that is be merciful to people that don't deserve it ok now let's go to First Peter verse 8 finally all of you be like-minded, be sympathetic, love one another, be compassionate and humble. Do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult. On the contrary, repay evil with blessing, because to this you were called, so that you may inherit a blessing. For whoever would love life and see good days must keep their tongue from evil and their lips from deceitful speech. They must uh, turn from evil and do good. They must seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are attentive to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. Who is going to harm you if you are eager to do good. And I'm going to say, Peter, everybody. But he he said, he went on, but even if you should suffer for what is right, you are blessed. Do not fear their threats. Do not be frightened. But in your heart, revere Christ as Lord. and for doing evil. I want to speak about living in contrast. A very word that Peter uses. You in contrast to what the culture's doing. I want your response to be in contrast to what they do. And we're going to look in verse 8. He tells us five things we ought to do towards one another's believers. But then he picks up in verse 9 what we should be willing to do, five things we ought to be willing to do when we're treated evil, treated uh, despicably, and even persecuted for our faith. And so he gives us a five-step response to how we should respond in contrast to the culture. Look at these five things in verse 8. He said we ought to be sympathetic, uh, or first like-minded, uh, we should all vote the same i 've never seen folks more divided over politics than now some of I know some folks politics is greater than unity it 's everything it 's everything uh, Could you love the opposite party could you uh, i 'll submit if i if the person I voted in is voted in. All of that stuff. He's not talking about politics. He's not talking about who you married. Have you ever seen somebody married to someone? He said, how could he have ever married that girl? (laughs) Because he said, I I see no beauty. No, I married the one I picked. I like what I picked. So we don't agree on a lot of things. But it's about like-minded in the faith. Like-minded about Christ. Like-minded about what truth is. Right out of Philippians 2. Have this attitude in you which was in Christ. Learn to think like Christ. If you know Christ, do you think like him? And that's what he's saying. Think the same things. Then he said be sympathetic. And it's simply the ability to rejoice for those that rejoice. To weep for those that weep. And by the way, you can find more people to weep with you over sorrow than you can to rejoice with you over promotion you got to be real guarded on promotions that's going to be a small circle because not many folks can stand the idea you're doing better than them that's hard on them but we ought to be willing to we rejoice with you at your favor and we will weep with you over your sorrows that, that's the brotherhood then he said love one another as brothers brotherly love. Uh, I, we all come from different backgrounds, different personalities but the new birth gives us a new nature and one of the symptoms of that is you love Christians. Thank you for that amen. <laughs> Do you ever hear people say, well I, I love God I just can't stand Christians. Uh, Uh, I'm sold on Jesus, but the church just makes me sick. I don't like the church. Well, one reason is you're part of it. Uh, You brought your faults. I brought mine. Uh, Do we love like brothers? Now, what's really pitiful, I know families that don't love their own siblings. They fight all the time with themselves. So they bring that right over to church life. you know, they, they're going to fight in the church because they fought in the home. All Now, cut that out. Cut that out. Uh, love like brothers. Like, you know, I got five brothers, two sisters. And we all share the same womb, the same parents. Whatever. There is a bond there of identity and origin and source that ought to make us have a special bond with each other that is natural affection. So he said, love like brothers, be compassionate. And that word there is the word for intestines. It meant to splaknoi. Feel, because the Greeks said your emotions are in your stomach. They didn't say in the heart. They said in the intestines. And so they said, you ought to feel with people. You ought to be compassionate. And when you read the Gospels, the most common emotion ever used to describe Jesus was compassion. That was the most common one. And the Word had the idea he would be moved with compassion in the intestines, as it were. Then he would heal. Moved act. Moved act. And you look at some people, you never see them taking action. You know why? They never feel. They never feel. Uh, they, they don't feel someone's sorrow. They don't feel the, uh, the pain, lostness, homelessness, uh, all the tragedies going on in the culture. God enables us to have compassion to people. Compassion. You're not trying to find out why they don't deserve it. That's not your business. It's your business. What will you do about their present plight? What if God would have gave you a lecture on the reason he found you the way he did? No, 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 no. We, we're already guilty. We're already guilty. Then he says, be humble-minded. Be humble. And, uh, and basically, humility says, I don't rate myself higher than the people I'm around. I don't rank myself higher than you. Uh, education doesn't do that. Pigmentation doesn't determine that. Economics don't. No, I, I, I see you as valuable as I think I am. C.S. Lewis says humility doesn't mean you never think about yourself, but you think about yourself less. You think about others. So we need humility. Now he moves to Let's move out of the household of faith. And now let's move into the culture that is very hostile. Let me say something about this culture. Nero is going to kill the writer. He's going to have him crucified upside down. Nero is going to kill the apostle Paul. Now, how in the world can God put government in place that kills the two leading apostles? And they've already clubbed James to death. They pushed James off of a pinnacle. Uh, he was getting up in age, dusted him off. But a laundryman of all people was there with the mob, and he took a Fuller's club and bashed his brains out. So the three great apostles of the church James, Peter, Paul these men all died martyrs' deaths for the faith. They're not talking theory. Uh, and here's a, a Peter. He's a man of great courage at times. Just think in the garden when you got all these soldiers coming around. Well, I mean, the courage, the chutzpah, the backbone to take a sword. And phoom, like that, you've taken a guy's ear off. Do you think he was aiming at the ear? I don't think so. It was dark. He was going for the neck. In other words, Peter's a scrapper. He uh, this turned into the other cheek business he didn't grow up with uh, and you, James was called the Zealot, the Zealot, the Maccabees they called, Maccabees meant the hammer in the 400 year period between Malachi and Matthew the Jews fought the Romans and the Greeks and they became known as the Maccabean Revolt kill in the name of God we are a theocracy. We are Israel. And get the pagans out. Kill them. Kill them. And Maccabees boys. They were famous fighters. They took down Greek soldiers riding elephants to kill them. They killed the elephant and the soldiers. They were remarkable fighters. And here we come along. We're hearing something. It says let me tell you how to respond to those who are going to mistreat you like they're doing me. Well, the first thing he would say, bless others that you might be blessed. That's okay, isn't it? Blessed are the peacemakers. Look at verse 9. Do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult. On the contrary, repay evil with blessing, because to this you were called so that you may inherit a blessing. God will bless you for being good to mean people. God will bless you for returning good instead of evil. Now see, most of you think you're heroic Christians if you like the people in this church. You hadn't seen anything. Huh? Most of us are blood wars. Most of us are already regenerate. You should have seen us before God got a hold of us. We just to smack you. Huh? come on just to survive Richmond you had to learn to act tough whether you we were or not and he said here be good to people despite the way they treat you and God will bless you there's a blessing he's got a blessing for you if you'll return good for evil I love the story that during the cold war uh, when uh, uh, Russia, they built the Berlin Wall dividing the East from the West. And uh, uh, on one occasion to be on uh the Communist, Russian side, they brought dump trucks out to the Berlin Wall and they emptied those dump trucks full of garbage. And so the West Berliners are trying to figure out how to get revenge and how to get even. They came up with a terrific plan. They filled dump trucks full of canned goods, food, cereals, things that the East was being deprived of. I've been in East Germany. I remember it when nothing but potholes, the buildings had not been painted. It was run down, you go to the west side everything was blossoming doing good and so what they did, they loaded their dump trucks they went to the wall they emptied them with all this food and good stuff and put a sign each gives what each has each gives what each has all you've got to give is garbage we've got good things to give Children of God, do you have anything good to give to a culture that is dying without Christ? Are you full as much venom as they are? Do you hate as much as them? He said, I've got a blessing for you if you'll return good for evil. He goes on, bless others by what you say And by what you pursue, bless others by what you say and by what you do. Watch what he says. Whoever would love life, Psalms 34, and see good days must keep their tongue from evil and their lips from deceitful speech. One of the greatest ways you can bless people is to keep your mouth shut. (laughs) Do you need this to be any deeper? <laughs> if you just train your mouth to do good. Keep it from being used in a negative way. Can you think of what mouth? I mean, look at our day. We are flooded with media mouth. Twitter. Some of you ought to get off of Facebook. I mean, you, you blab everything on Facebook and you're a coward in public. You don't know say anything. But boy, you've got a regular pulpit when you get on that computer. I'm going to tell them, oh, I think, oh, shut up. Shut up. We already know all this negative. Why don't you send a gospel message? Why don't you mail out a verse? Quit telling me how to vote, would you? Don't tell me how to vote. Don't even mention politics to me. I don't care who they vote in. It's going to take more than either party's got to change this country. It's going to take God. It's going to take God. We get folks to rant about politics, you can't get them to a prayer meeting. Because they got more confidence in their party than they do God. If my people would humble themselves and pray, I would hear from heaven. I would hear from heaven. So, he's saying here, take your mouth and be sure you don't use it to spread garbage. Negative. I don't care how you do it. Media, speech, just negative. My, it's amazing how many churches have been destroyed over the mouth. The mouth. Not adultery, the mouth. Just talk. Negativism. Are we a negative church or are we positive? Do we talk like we've got the gospel or do we talk like there is no good news? Because you cooled off about the gospel. Ah, oh, that's old man lie. Oh, that Jesus buried, rose again. What? You know what? You lost your first love. You lost the passing form. You fell out of love with him. Now you want to talk about everything else. Why don't you tell me about Jesus? This is what this culture needs. It's always needed it. You needed it. They need it. So watch your mouth. Two, he said, make your feet employed to pursue peace. Be a peacemaker, pursuer. And you have to ask yourself, does peace go where you go? Do things get better when you show up? Pray about it. That's all right. I mean, do the dogs and cats start running when you pull up in the driveway? Because they know you're home. I mean, uh, oh, what is there any peace? I know some people, as soon as they show up, there's going to be trouble. Because they carry the trouble in their heart. They're the trouble. They're the trouble. And he said, get your mouth under control. Get your feet employed in peace. Then he says two things. By the way, God sees everything you're doing. And besides that, he, he's got his ear. He's listening for someone to pray. I, I, I'm, I'm listening, but I don't hear you. Uh, maybe I need a hearing aid. I, I can't hear you. I hear you griping. I hear you trashing everybody. I hear your gossip, your negative speech. You know how to tell people off, you just don't know how to pray. I'm listening. I'm listening. And he said, If you'd learn to do that, I'll bless you. Hush. Pursue peace. Know God's looking on. You're not doing anything in secret. You see, hidden sin down here is public scandal up there.
1: And this is Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. Our time today spent in God's Word to encourage you, to bring you truth for today. If you have questions or comments about our time together, we would invite you to write to us. You can either visit our website and drop us an email, or write to us via U.S. mail, or give us a call. Another way to reach out to us with your questions would be to simply record them on your voice memo app on your smartphone, and then email that audio to tftquestions at valleybible.org. Our phone number is 855-833-9864. Our website, truthfortodayradio.org. And if you're writing to us, the address is 1511 M. Sycamore Avenue, Suite 278. Hercules, California. The zip code is 94547. If you have questions about the ministry of Truth For Today and how we are funded to air on this radio station, we would love to talk with you. We are listener supported, quite simply, and no gift is too small, no gift is too large. Whether it's a one-time gift or a monthly gift, it all goes back into the radio ministry ensuring that it airs on this radio station. So would you consider that as you reach out to us here at Truth For Today? One other note as we close out our time today, while Pastor Phil is the pastor emeritus at Valley Bible Church in Hercules, we are still very much a part of this body. And if you are looking for a church, we would invite you to join us. Now, we know that this current crisis has us all sequestered away. So, you can join us at valleybible.org, where we stream our services. Again, valleybible.org. And then, as we find ourselves released from this quarantine, we will be meeting together here in Hercules. And for information, directions, and details, again, visit valleybible.org. And then we invite you to come back and join us next time for another broadcast of Truth for Today with Pastor Phil Howard.
0: Blessed be the name of the Lord.